How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Go to cnbcmakeit.com slash courses to register now and learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course where experts share their secrets for a dynamic resume, coming across with confidence, what to wear, and more. For a limited time, save 50% with our introductory offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. I welcome everybody. Hope you're having a good Friday, wherever that you may be. Thank you very much, and welcome to another Options Action Special on a Friday at 5.30. We are joined tonight by Mike Coe, Tony Zhang, and Carter Worth. Well, the market's closing another wild week of trading in the green, but check out the real winner. Who else but Amazon? Jumping more than 16% this week, adding billions in market cap, making investors money, and adding few billion to Jeff Bezos's bottom line as well. Consumers continue to rely on online shopping amid the pandemic more than ever. Mike Coe, a lot of people say this is going to be a long-term winner. What's your take on Amazon and the big move that we saw this week? Yeah, so why don't we start with the first uh, question, which is, you know, is it going to be a long-term winner? And I think the answer to that is, is clearly that it is going to be. I mean, the trend was already moving in that direction, if we think about it. I think most people... You know, for years have thought that the day will come when the gross revenues of a company like Amazon are going to exceed those of Walmart, uh, because that is the trend. Unless Walmart happens to pick up their online presence and, and at least maintain pace, that's inevitable. But I will say that this seems a little bit stretched to me. We've seen a lot of people chasing the stocks that they think are going to be winners in this and maybe not considering so much what the valuations are. Yeah, Carter, your take? All right, well, Carter Worth, are you there? No Carter, not not just yet. Tony's saying we're going to get to Hello? Carter and the chart master and his, from what I, are you there, Carter Worth? I'm here. I can hear you. All right, give us the charts then, brother, in that lovely green sweater. I hope you and yours had a great week. Tell us what the charts look like on Amazon. Good, good enough week. Thanks for it. And you too, Brian. So we know this is a conventional breakout stock that's been consolidating for two years that breaks out. And we know in principle why, right, people are staying home and shopping. Uh, the interesting thing is, of course, is that if you look at Amazon in and of itself, perfectly healthy, uh, the breakout in a way is, yes, steep day to day, but a stock that's made no progress in two years is not a stock that after breaking out, typically you fade. But the big issue really is the sector overall. And so we might have a few charts here just to look at. The first is a chart of the actual S&P 500 consumer discretionary sector as we know it, as it's market cap weighted by Standard & Poor's. And it's a huge recovery. Take a look. We're only 12% off the high. But if you take the sector and look at it on an equal weight basis, we have a different story. And, and the second chart uh, before you is just that. And it's some 30, 35% off its high. And the third chart that it really puts in relief here is a comparative chart of the two. And really the message is this. The true story of the consumer is that equal weighted chart. All of the autos and the home builders in that chart, all of the restaurants and all of the, the fitness uh, companies and so forth, retailers. And what at issue now is this spread between the actual sector, market cap weighted, and the equal weighted sector is at a record. It's never been this wide, going back uh, some uh, 20 years. And so at this point, our thinking is you actually 
are well served to short XLY, the ETF that measures consumer discretionary. All right, Carter, thank you. We'll see you in just a couple seconds. Mike Coe, what's the trade then on Amazon? So anybody who's been observing the market realizes that, you know, we've obviously seen historic volatility. It has come in quite a lot lately, but it still remains very elevated. Options premiums have similarly gone up quite a lot and come in some but remain high. So when I take a look at this situation, I think you definitely want to think about using spreads. I'm not really interested in getting short premium to make directional bets on something that are this extended, and especially where I'm trying to take advantage of the fact that correlation, if it should rise, is going to make sharper moves possible. So I'm looking out to June, the 105.90 put spread in XLY. That thing was just under $3 when I was looking at it earlier today. So in essence, you're going to be spending about 3% or slightly under the current level of XLY to make your bearish bet here. So not taking a great deal of risk for your directional bets. And of course, if volatility starts to come in, that's going to be mitigated somewhat by that put that you sold. Now, I would urge people to consider one thing. When you trade vertical spreads and the underlying goes rapidly down to that strike, it may not maximize that value. So this is a trade that really is playing towards a drift to that lower strike or a rapid move all the way through it. In between, you're not going to get quite as much bang for your buck as you would if you were just buying outright options, but we're doing that for a reason. Options still aren't that cheap. Tony, jump in here. What's your take on Mike's trade? So I would tend to generally agree with the consumer sentiment based on a trade that I had uh, told us about two weeks ago on short Nike. I actually think Carter and Mike may have timed this trade a little better than I have because there's clearly a disconnect right now between where XLY is currently trading versus the consumer sentiment and consumer spending data that we're currently looking at. However, the the scenario that I want to point out here is the fact that Amazon and, and Home Depot is a third of XLY. Amazon doesn't report earnings until the end of April, Home Depot not until towards the later end of May. So I think the catalyst that Mike and, and Carter here might be looking for may not come for a little bit of time. And that's the concern that I have here. You know, Mike laid out the scenario, what happens if XLY drops sharply from here? I actually think that there might be the opposite scenario where you might have XLY continue to move a little higher for the next few weeks before it continues to move lower. So while I like Mike's trade where he's only risking 2.5% of the XLY ETF to take a bearish bet, I'm inclined in the meantime to perhaps sell some short-term premium looking out to May, maybe selling a call credit spread, collecting some premium. If the XLY continues to grind a little higher, use that premium to then pay for this put spread that Mike is looking to do. So that's how I would play this. All right, good trade there on Amazon from a lot of different takes. We appreciate it, guys. Tony, stick around because we're coming right back to you. We want to check out, though, and change up to virtual healthcare provider Teladoc. Obviously, in these insane, bizarre times, virtual medicine is booming, and so is the stock. Teladoc jumping 45% in just the past month. And if you think there might be more upside ahead, if you believe the stock will move higher, Tony is laying out a way to play that. Tony, take it away again. 
Yeah, so this stock has seen tremendous growth and momentum even before the coronavirus. This stock started the year at 85, rallied up to 120 before the February sell-off, and then really just took off. Recently put in a triple top around that 170 level over the last few weeks and just broke out above that 170 level earlier this week. Now, with earnings coming up in a couple of weeks, I see that as the catalyst that this stock needs to stay elevated above that 170, what's now support. Now, the company provided guidance earlier this week, uh, moving Q1 revenue up about $10 million to about $180 million for the quarter. And that's really, from my perspective, what I believe the stock is actually fairly reasonably priced at the 170 level given the current guidance. Now, because implied volatility is relatively high given the earnings announcement that's about to come out and the fact that the company provided guidance earlier this week, I'm inclined to believe that this stock is gonna stay around this 170 level, maybe go a little higher on earnings. So the trade that I'm looking to make here is actually selling a May 170, 150 put vertical, selling the May 170 uh, puts for about $14.60, buying the May 150 puts for about $6.60, net net collecting about an $8 premium on a $20 wide credit spread. So 40% of the width of the credit spread with a break even price of just 162. So this gives me another $10 buffer to the downside on this particular trade as long as the stock stays above 170 throughout earnings. Mike, what do you think? Selling a May put vertical $8 premium, what do you think? Well, you just hit on it. I mean, the $8 premium is really the critical thing here. You have a $20 wide spread. You're collecting $8 to sell it. That's 40% of the distance between the strikes. Compare this to the put spread in XLY that we were looking at purchasing where we were spending less than 20%. So really, you're looking at the risk-reward relationship when you're trying to either spend premium or collect it. And in this case, I think getting 40% of the distance between the strikes is pretty attractive. And of course, you know, here's another way to think about it. If you were going to buy, if you already own the stock, would you like to sell some premium against it going into an event when they've already given some guidance essentially on how they're going to do? That is essentially what, what Tony's trying to do, but he's taking less risk than you would be doing by, in this situation because, of course, he stopped out at that lower strike in the event that things turn out to be much worse than expected. So, you know, this is a situation where, you know, I would also urge people, if you see the stock rise, you see that spread come in, look to cover it. You don't want to be short, cheap options in this environment. All right, Carter, listen, I'm not going to ask you to dive into the options trade, but what about the charts or just your take on the space in general? Obviously, you know, sort of we look at these sort of stay-at-home type spaces. Many of them are doing well. What's your take overall on this? Obviously, investors have been bidding it up. Well, that's right. There, there are a lot of stocks whose business obviously is benef benefited by the current environment. Idiosyncratic names like Teladoc. In this particular case, we know that the stock actually peaked the day the market bottomed, March 24th. It was 176.40. And actually, its relative performance since then has been quite poor. Uh, my hunch is that a lot is priced in and that uh, at least this is why you use options, because if I were a holder of the security itself, I think I want to be trimming. All right, Carter, we're there. Going to be trimming if you own the security straight up. Obviously, a very interesting trade there from Tony Zhang. All right, coming up, options traders betting on a resurgence for one beaten down casino name. Of course, they're, they're all beaten down tremendously because they're, they're closed. We're going to tell you the name and see if you can follow suit if you agree as well. Plus, 
We are wrapping up the week that was on Wall Street in a special edition, a bonus edition, if you will, of Fast Money. That's right. We're going to be live on Fast Money, bringing Guy and Tim back along with Victoria Fernandez for the entire hour, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Jim is off. Well-deserved day off for Jim and crew. We'll take it over at 6, but we're back with more options action right after this. How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Go to cnbcmakeit.com slash courses to register now and learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course where experts share their secrets for a dynamic resume, coming across with confidence, what to wear, and more. For a limited time, save 50% with our introductory offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. All right, welcome back. Stocks overall ended the day higher. The Dow was up 704 points to cap. It was a decent week, up about 2%. The Nasdaq up 6%. There's optimism around an eventual virus treatment and trillions of backstopping by the Federal Reserve. Obviously, another big reason that stocks have powered higher in the last couple of weeks. Well, last night, the White House unveiled a three-phase plan to get gyms and restaurants, as well as other consumer-facing businesses, back up and running. And options traders are starting to bet that casinos, yes, casinos, could be able to cash in on that as well. Tony Zhang, what did you see today and what's the trade around it? Yeah, so Brian, we've been getting a lot of questions from investors here at Options Play as to when is it the right time to get back into some of these travel stocks, whether they're airlines, hotels, cruise lines, some of these names we've talked about over the last few weeks. And today we saw an interesting trade cross the tape on Caesars Entertainment that gives us a glimpse into how options traders might be utilizing strategies and options to time a eventual recovery in some of these stocks. So Caesars Entertainment is clearly a casino and hospitality stock in this particular space. And the trade that we saw was 7,500 contracts of a May-June $9 call calendar, and then subsequently bought the June $11 calls. So to understand this trade, let's break it down leg by leg. So the first leg that the traders sold were, were the May $9 call options for about 35 cents. Now, this leads this is basically a mildly bearish, mildly bullish to neutral view on Caesars for the next 28 days between now and that May expiration date, giving the stock about a 10 to 12% upside in the meantime. But once that May expiration expires, this trader bought the May, uh, the June $9 call options, which they paid about 80 cents, and then the June $11 call options for about 20 cents. Now, the break-even prices on those particular trades are 20% higher and 37% higher. So this trader is betting that in the next month, the stock is going to stay mostly range-bound, maybe trade a little higher, and then significantly take off between that May and June expiration. So that's how we're looking, how we can see how other options traders are currently utilizing the options market to time a potential bottom for these types of travel stocks. Okay, Mike, what is your what do you make of the trade and, and what do you think about the potential bottoms for travel stocks in general? Because pretty much nobody's traveling and has no plans to for a while. Yeah, so this is an interesting situation because with the you know with the casino stocks in particular, I mean we're we're obviously hearing that in Las Vegas, for example, some of these Guys are talking about ways that they could reopen or partially reopen. 
And, you know, these are also pretty levered names. They're levered to any kind of a reopening. They're levered to a rebound. They're levered to how much consumers are actually going to be able to go out and spend if they do reopen. So there's a lot of unknowns here, and options really are the only way to play it. The stocks themselves, in some cases, are becoming options. The thing that I like about this structure is that normally in calendar spreads, you're trying to capitalize on that premium that you're selling in the, in the front end. But if it gets way away from you in either direction, you could have a trade that will lose if the stock goes way up or if it goes way down. By actually sort of creating two strikes that they're long in June, they're preventing any risk to the upside. That doesn't mean that if the stock doesn't crater, that they're not going to lose. But they're not going to really lose if it goes shooting straight up under any circumstances, near term or longer term. So that aspect of it, I do like. All right. Good stuff there, Mike and Tony. Thank you very much. Well, as we head to break, be sure to tune in for, I guess we'll call it a bonus hour of live Fast Money. That's right. Jim and the gang, a well-deserved day off. So we will be live bringing back Tim and Guy, as well as Victoria Fernandez, live at the top of the hour. And Mike Coe will even stick around for the entire hour as well. So another full hour of Fast Money, 6 to 7 Eastern time. Mike, we're looking forward to that. Plus, right here on Options Action, you asked We answered some of your key options questions. Even in these crazy times, we're staying on mission here at CNBC, and we're back with more options action right after. How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course. Get the limited-time offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. All right, everybody, welcome back to Options Action. Hope you and yours had a pretty decent Friday and a good week. It is time to take your tweets. And our first viewer asked this. After a rough day today, what do you think next week will look like, Carter Worth, for Apple? Got a big Goldman Sachs downgrade to sell today. Well, what we know is, of course, that Apple didn't offer any protection on the way down. Went down 35%, basically in line with the market. And its relative performance has been stalling really ever since. It's a darling. It's perhaps overowned, and I think uh, that downgrade makes a lot of sense. I'm a seller of Apple. Seller of Apple. Wow. All right. Our next viewer asked this: Are you still expecting a retest of the S&P back to 22 to 2300 levels, or Tony, have you revised some of those expectations? I still think that that's a possibility here, but later in the year, as markets can overshoot to the downside, markets can also overshoot to the upside, and that's currently what I think we're seeing right now. As the market continues to move higher, I'm looking to fade those types of moves by selling call credit spreads and then buying some put options to protect myself for further downside moves. All right, finally, one viewer asked this. I see some put buying in crude oil, Mike Coe, former oil trader, do you see crude dropping below 16 bucks? Yeah, that's a long way down for sure. We actually did see some bets that it would drop as low as that in the July futures, the WTI contracts on the NYMEX uh, earlier this week. So that's a distinct possibility. Look, so we, you know, the you know, Russia and, and the Saudis did reach a little bit of a detente, but we still have oil coming over. We're actually going to have a record import from Saudi Arabia coming to the Gulf Coast. We have a real glut. That's a real problem for, for oil prices. 16 might be a little lower than I would expect, but I still do see a lot of weakness over the coming months still. Yeah, by the way, to your point, Mike, there's a bunch of VLCCs, very large super tankers in plain English, 
that are currently at sea and on their way to the Gulf Coast. So we're going to see a huge influx of oil. Some oil traded today in Texas in the low single-digit ranges. Guys, thank you very much, except for Mike, because we're going to keep Mike around. Well, that does it for us here on Options Action. We will be back next Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. But do not go anywhere, because a special, let's call it a bonus hour of Fast Money. Guy and Tim are coming back. We've got Mike Coe sticking around for the hour, and Victoria Fernandez of Crossmark Global Advisors will also be your guest. So we're not done. we got another live hour right after this short break. We'll see you on the other side. How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course. Get the limited-time offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses.